0: minimum of 4 lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due $35 per line connection charge applies ctmobile.com we're about to be joined by the co-founders of Sword and Plow Emily Nuñez Cavaness and Betsy Nuñez the two sisters both come from a military family and Emily is currently serving in the army Alongside that career, she and her sister have created a successful clothing business that aims to help the planet, society as a whole, and veterans in particular. So please, welcome to the show, Emily nunez Cavness and Betsy Nunez. Ladies, good morning. How are you today?
1: Good morning.
0: Whoa, see, I can great, totally you. tell your sisters because that was in perfect <laughs> unison. It worked out so well. So, As we get started, first, I want to find out about each of you. So let's start with Betsy. Betsy, as I understand, you, of course, were born into a military family. Tell me a little bit about your background, where you're from, your ties to the military, and what you've done.
2: Sure. Um, So Emily and I grew up in a military family. I'm the oldest sister, so just a few years older than Emily. Um, Not going to state my exact age, though, but (laughs) (laughs) a few years older than Emily, Um, We grew up in a military family. Our dad served in the Army for 30 years, and most of my childhood was spent, um, you know, on on posts like Fort Drum, West Point, Carlisle Barracks, Fort Leavenworth, Um, and we had a great experience growing up in a really tight-knit community, and um, from high school, I went on to college and graduated with a a major in uh, nutrition dietetics, and then- uh, didn't pursue the nutrition path, but worked in Boston uh, doing sales and marketing for an international travel company for a couple of years. And that was prior to Emily sharing, uh, you know, uh, posing a question to me one day at lunch when she asked, you know, what do you think if I were to turn this Army ROTC tent into a tote bag? Huh. Um, and that's That brings us to um, about just about now, maybe five years after that, but just about
0: now. (laughs) Well, that's a pretty interesting story. And of course, it's only half of it because the two Nunez sisters have done this together in creating Sword and Plow. So Emily, your story, of course, grew up in a military family alongside Betsy, but then you made the decision. I mean, I'm going to guess that the Navy was closed that day, my beautiful American Navy. (laughs) So you decided to go into the Army as an officer. So tell us a little bit about your military career, when you've joined, where you've served, and what? you've been doing while you've been in
1: yes so i was i was really inspired to serve in the military as a result of growing up and seeing my dad's really impactful military career he was an army logistician and he spent um a lot of his, his career as a professor of political science and international relations at west point and the u.s army war college and um his, both his research and a lot of the humanitarian-focused deployments really opened my eyes to the opportunities in the Army and the, the impact that you can achieve. And our uncle also served in the Marine Corps. He was a test pilot and eventually became an astronaut pilot uh, with NASA, piloting three missions to space. And so to grow up and to see his one of his space shuttle launches really... And, enforce the the principle that you really can do anything you set your mind to and so um, I was really passionate about foreign languages in high school and still am and so I went to uh, Middlebury College in Vermont where where I studied different romance languages in particular Um, and then I also did Army ROTC at the University of Vermont since it wasn't available on Middlebury's campus and I just had the best experience there with such incredible leaders and cadre who, who taught me there. Um, and from there, I graduated and commissioned as a second lieutenant, and I became a military intelligence officer in the army. And I, I went to Fort Wachuca for my basic officer leadership course. And then from there, I went to Fort Carson uh, where I uh, joined the 4th Engineer Battalion and quickly, um, after arriving, deployed to Afghanistan with them. And then up, upon return from Afghanistan, I uh, joined the 10th Special Forces Group, uh, where I was an uh, intelligence officer and uh, executive officer for a MI compa- a military intelligence company there, and then the assistant intelligence officer for the group. Um, and I actually uh, got out of the Army just one year ago so I'm now a veteran and working full-time on sword and plow and it it um you know I had such an amazing experience in the army which I'm so grateful for um and but at the same time I was uh the entire time I was in the army on active duty I was working on sword and plow in my very limited free time <laughs> so it's it's it, it's really, um, I really appreciate the fact that I have more time to, to work on Sword and Plow now and to be in the same location as my sister versus uh, having phone calls and all sorts of places.
0: <laughs> oh, I can imagine. And we're speaking with Emily nunez Cavness and Betsy Nunez, two sisters who are behind the successful company Sword and Plow. As we just heard, uh, both grew up in a military family. Emily did serve in the Army. And one fact that I found interesting from reading through your bio, Emily, is that you truly embodied one of the Army's former slogans because you were the only ROTC cadet on Middlebury College's campus of 2,500. You want to talk about an army of one, there it is for you. So now let's move on and talk a little bit more about sword and plow. So Betsy, since uh, Emily just gave us the rundown on her career, I'll move over to you and ask you to give us basically the description of what sword and plow is. You gave us uh, the initiation on where it came from, but what is sword and plow and how how did the idea come about and get started?
2: Sure. Um, so Sword and Plow is a, you know, like Emily mentioned, we're veteran-owned social impact fashion brand, and we work with American manufacturers that are veteran-owned or employ veterans to make all of our products. And we incorporate repurposed military surplus into our bags and jewelry designs, and then we donate 10% of our profits back to organizations that support veterans. So, We're a quadruple bottom line fashion company that has a passion for the military and veteran community.
0: And that is really incredible. And when we talk about fashion and veterans, those two things often don't go together. Me and Jake are great examples of that. You rarely (laughs) see us in anything but jeans and a T-shirt, although at least I have some varied colors of jeans, so I have that going for me. But
2: tell us (laughs) a little bit about...
0: Yeah, There you go. Like I have tan jeans, gray jeans, black jeans, all the colors of the rainbow. Uh, (laughs) Emily, when we talk about uh, the items that Sword and Plow creates, what did you guys first begin creating? and what does your product line look like now?
1: Sure. Well, we we originally started with our three signature bags, which um, were our signature tote, our signature rucksack, and our signature messenger bag. And I designed those in my free time um, when I was at Fort Wachuca, which was a really fun um, creative outlet when I, when I got done with my Intel courses. And, um, actually, our mom, who's one of the most creative people I know, actually helped us create the first prototype for our signature tote. We were at a, a Dell uh, social innovation lab that was sponsored by Dell just after I graduated. And um, the culmination of the lab was to pitch to potential investors and And your peers and all of our mentors kept emphasizing how important it is to have a physical prototype so I called my mom and she really came to the rescue in a very short amount of time to make that first prototype but so we've expanded a lot since then we've went went, we've gone from uh, three products to now having over 65 SKUs and we have not only bags but we also offer jewelry line that's made out of repurposed military uh, repurposed 50 caliber shell casings. And they are all, each piece is hand hammered by an incredible U S army veteran named Shanna in Kentucky. And it's, those products have just been really popular and it's really, I I really like those because they, they really look nothing like the 50 caliber shell that they begin as. Um, So yeah, we've we've expanded our product line a lot. We actually just launched a new uh, will crossbody, which is one of our best-selling styles. So we launched that in a really nice burgundy leather um, in celebration of Valentine's Day. And every one of our products is tied to a specific veteran nonprofit organization. So we donate 10% of our profits to veteran organizations. And when you go to a product page on SwordandPlow.com, you can see the exact nonprofits that's going to benefit from that so that burgundy crossbody um, is benefiting Purple Hearts reunited which um, it was started by a captain in um, the US Army the the Vermont National Guard um, Army National Guard and so they find lost or stolen medals of valor and return them to the veteran that earned them or their families and their work has is just so impactful because for a family to be able to have something tangible that remembers them, that helps them remember a veteran in their life is incredibly meaningful.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that I noticed from listening to what you just told us there and just talking about your product line is the involvement of military members and veterans, whether it's uh, the the woman who's hammering the 50 caliber shells or as you were just talking about right there. How important is it to sort and plow as an organization and, and to the two of you to have veterans involved in the business, and it, whether it's, you know, helping out in some way, whether it's as an employee, whether it's as a customer, how important is it to maintain that connection? To the veteran community on all levels.
1: Oh my gosh, it's incredibly important. It's at the. It's truly at the core of of why Sword and Plow exists. We we wouldn't have a company without that because we wouldn't we wouldn't have the purpose that we do. And um, you're right. We we do we um, incorporate veterans into every single stage of our business model, from the design phase to manufacturing um, to fulfillment and even sales. Since launching it on Kickstarter in 2013, we've we've now helped support um, through our own team and our veteran-owned manufacturing partners over 75 veteran jobs. And we've also built a brand champion program that has 100 members within that program, and um, the majority of those are veterans or military spouses. So it's been so exciting to to grow this this team. Um, And then to be able to share our mission, both with a growing team, but also with a growing community, it's what really fires me up each day.
0: Along with that connection to the veteran community, employing veterans, having them involved, uh, it sounds like in almost every aspect of the company. And of course, uh, with the leadership of the company, with you being uh, military brats and Emily being a veteran herself, uh, it, it's obviously important to you, but that's not the only thing that your company focuses on at Sword and Plow. In fact, you guys are very environmentally conscious and socially conscious. Uh, where does that come from? And tell us about some of the, the the ways and efforts that you make to help out the planet and help out society as a whole.
2: Sure. So I think you know you hit on it a hundred percent. We're you know not only trying to do the right thing, but we're trying to do things the right way, and that's why manufacturing here in the U.S. and also you know, being as sustainably, um, as sustainably functionable as possible is, is so important to us. So you know, with that piece, we're upcycling military surplus into each of our designs, um, manufacturing here, which helps us reduce our carbon footprint as well as um, gas emissions. And we're really focused on creating and designing with our end user in mind um, from the you know packaging materials to the to the functionality and the durability of the materials that we're putting into the bags, um, it's really been a, a creative challenge, but also a an amazing experience to be able to create our own designs and to really build them around the customer feedback that we're receiving. And I think one of the most exciting things that we launched in this last year was the uniform donation program, and um, that has been. Um, getting, you know, overwhelming amount of support, but um, through that program, we're able to um, send, send anyone that wanted to donate their uniforms a shipping label, and they're able to send in, you know, clean uniforms that we then are able to cut and use and put into our limited edition tote bags. So that's been a really exciting uh, launch in the past year as well, too.
0: A lot of exciting things going on over at Sword & Plow with Emily nunez Cavness and Betsy Nunez leading the ship over there. And, of course when we talk about veteran entrepreneurs, that's something that we like to focus on here on the Morning Briefing and also try to get some advice from those who have found success like Sword & Plow. You guys have put together a great product line. You've got so many people involved in it, helping out the veteran community, helping out society as a whole. Uh, I'm sure it hasn't been easy. I believe that Sword & Plow started off uh, as a Kickstarter, as many companies do um, with the, uh, the crowdfunding essentially. What advice would you give to the soldier, sailor, airman, marine, or veteran out there who thinks they have an idea for a business and doesn't just quite know how to go about starting it. With all that you've learned, what would you say to someone like that?
1: Sure. I I would sincerely encourage them to have confidence in their military experience because I think often um, veterans have ideas that may not relate 100% to to the military experience and it may have maybe in a field that they're unfamiliar in and I think that can be a little nerve-wracking um, sometimes but I think the best thing you can do is to have confidence in your military experience because during that time you learned so many of the skills that are necessary to to lead and manage a company and so I think definitely be confident in that military experience and also seek out mentors. Never be afraid to ask for help because people really want to help and I know sometimes that can also feel like you're imposing or or asking too much and we have learned especially at Sword and just how helpful mentors and advisors are. We have this amazing community and a board of advisors and the advice that we have received from them has been so crucial to to our growth and and especially in the early stages of Sword and Plow, just figuring out certain aspects of the business that we really weren't familiar with. Um, so yes, yeah, have confidence and, and ask for help.
0: That's one of the big things. I was actually talking to somebody about that the other day and told them, you know why I never became a good skateboarder? Because I never asked anybody to show me how to do anything. That's why I didn't have that ability because I was worried that I would look like I didn't know what I was doing and I wouldn't look cool. Truth was, I wasn't yeah. cool and I didn't know what I was doing. So asking for help <laughs> would have been beneficial, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean That's how it goes. Now, Emily, a question yeah. that I had for you specifically is in regards to the fact that you started this company while you were on active duty. I think there are a lot of people who are serving in the military. I certainly knew a lot during my 13 years in the Navy who had their big plan for when they got out. That's when they were going to start their business. Obviously, there are some businesses like if you want to start a construction company, it's going to be difficult to do so while serving on active duty. But you were able sure. to find a, a business that you were able to do that then. Do you think that was beneficial for you? to know what you were going to do when you got out and to have already started it while you were in?
1: Yes. I mean, knowing what I was going to do when I got out of the military was 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 really helpful to me, especially when speaking to other um, peers who, who weren't sure what they were going to do. I um, And being able to, to lead Sword and Power while, while I was on active duty was also both, uh, an amazing opportunity, but also a challenge and I say opportunity because so many of the lessons that I was learning, especially about leadership um, in in the army as a lieutenant and then a captain, applied directly to Leadership out of business and sword and plow and vice versa as well. I experienced things at sword and plow um, that I could then apply to being an executive officer of a military intelligence company. So that was such a a special and unique time in my life. Um, however, it was also very challenging because I was extremely busy as a as an army officer, um, and so most of my free time was spent working on sword and plow, which was, was really fun to have something that I was always excited to, to be working on, but it was also a lot of work. So you have to be extremely passionate and dedicated to, to what you're working on. Um, and I also received a lot of support from my supervisors in the, in the Army, which I'm incredibly grateful for.
0: You know, when you look back at it, do you think it was also beneficial, the fact that you had a source of income while you were starting Sword and Plow? The Army was still paying you your salary that you were getting paid, you know, twice a month you had that check coming in. Was that helpful in starting a business?
1: Yes. I mean, I didn't receive a salary from Sword and Plow until I got out of the Army and started working on it full time. And so that definitely helped. (laughs) Yeah, that was two few years. And that definitely helped um, our costs at Sword and Plow for sure. Um, I think you were you were able to essentially build your
2: new nine to five and your five to nine. So I think yeah. you were able to, you know, you were able to build that before completely taking that jump, which you know de-risks things and also gives you time to get your footing.
1: Yeah, and in. yeah, and that definitely wouldn't have been possible unless we had the the incredible team that we do. I mean, that's the. Did so much in in terms of the leadership of the team, especially was uh, when I was on sword and pop, when I was on active duty in the army, and especially when I was deployed in Afghanistan just after we launched on Kickstarter. So, yeah, I'm yes, I'm so grateful for the incredibly dedicated and passionate team that that we have.
0: Well, and it looks like, as I was glancing through your website, that that the team is continuing to grow. You're looking for interns and things like that. Um, how does it feel now, of course, being in the Army as a captain? Uh, you, you had certain things that you were in charge of, but now, Emily and Betsy, you two are the head honchos, you're the CEOs of sword and plow, essentially. How does it feel to be in that leadership position where you have, uh, you know, people responsible for you, just like, uh, just like Emily had in the army, but now there's really no level of command above you. Is that an added stress or how do you view it?
1: That's a really interesting question. Um, I think it's an incredible opportunity to, to be in the positions that we are. It's, it's, also a very large responsibility, but to have ownership of this company and to be able to make a decision and quickly act on that and to have a growing yet still lean team has really enabled us to, to act quickly on certain, on certain situations. And, um, you know, being in the leadership positions that we are, it it's extremely fun. um, And also very, I think, empowering to, to be able to react very quickly to, to certain sometimes fleeting business opportunities.
0: And that's certainly important. And as we look around the team, and you can visit swordandplow.com to uh, to figure that out. And it's plow spelled with the U G H, not with the W. You can see their team of veterans that they have working for them, which includes uh, Shanna Rodenberg, that they talked about, who hammers out those 50 calibers. Tim Kennedy, not that Tim Kennedy, it's a different one, U.S. Army veteran who started making leather goods (laughs) over 45 years ago. Really an incredible team that you've put together there and an incredible line of products and really an incredible story of Sword and Plow so far. But it doesn't feel like that story's over. So, Betsy, Emily, tell me, where does Sword and Plow go from here? What do you envision the next year, two years, ten years looking like for your company?
1: Sure, it, this is certainly just the beginning, and we have we have huge plans for Sword and Plow. Our ultimate goal is to really become a strong American heritage brand, and also a leader in the field of social entrepreneurship. So as we continue to grow, we're also able to scale every single piece of our social impact from the amount of military surplus we can repurpose to the veteran jobs we help support to the, the donations that we give back to veteran nonprofit organizations. So yes, yeah, this really is just the beginning. And we couldn't be more excited for what's to come.
0: It really I sounds- Emily mentioned if- Oh, go ahead.
2: Oh, go ahead. No, you. <laughs> I was saying- um, as Emily mentioned, this this really is just the beginning. Even though we're you know six years in and really looking forward to the to the future. If anyone's interested in following along the journey or receiving product updates, we've got a great email newsletter um, and are also on social media at at Sword and Plow.
0: There you go, and that's Sword N the letter N Plow. If you want to find them on social media, well. Betsy Nunez. Emily Nunez-Kavnis, thank you so much to both of you for uh, what you're doing. Congratulations on the success so far. And thank you so much for joining us on the morning briefing this morning. We really appreciate your time.
2: Thanks so much for
1: having us. Thank
0: you. Day. It's been our pleasure. And as always, we are just about to bring our Tuesday edition to a close. We want to thank Justin Brown from Hill Vets, as always, for stopping by. And, of course, the Nunez sisters, Betsy Nunez and Emily nunez Cavness, for joining us here on this Tuesday edition of The Morning Briefing. And, hey. We're not done this week. Oh, no. We've got, let me count, one, two, three, three days left. And on Wednesday, you know what that is? American Legion Day. We're going to have the American Legion's past national commander and some pretty amazing guests other than that as well. So you definitely want to tune in. You can do so by visiting ConnectingVets.com. And, hey, if you're not following us on social media, I got to tell you, you're screwing up. It's at ConnectingVets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's so easy. A little click, little tap, your life gets better.